When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Yeah, everybody, you know, Mondays are kind of days where you're like, I'm getting through this. And then everyone ends up doing their most, because Tuesday's the most productive day of the week. Oh, is it? It I did not know that. Yes, and now you're listening to Are you feeling very productive today? Yeah, I've already worked out and going to get stuff done. And now we're going to find out. What turns this on? What yeah, is well, this? Uh, so I found this wonderful quiz. It's nothing more complicated than an online quiz. And I thought, <laughs> all right, Don, I think I know a few things about you, and so does the audience, but let's learn some more. And of course, we'll just share our own thoughts and feelings. But um, Mike will probably ask you to weigh in on these two. BuzzFeed just had this quiz of like, do you find this to be a turn on or a turn off? And some of them are hilarious. Okay. But I figured uh, we could just learn more about each other. Um, I'll start with a couple easy ones. You know, uh, let's see. Because some of these I think I know how you're going to answer. But okay. you tell me. Okay. Tattoos. And by the way, I've got like what like what the poll, the poll says. Like the general public as a rule, do they find this to be a turn on or a turn off? So we'll compare your response to the generic public. Okay. Is this a sexual turn on? I mean, anything that turns you on, I guess. Like, I mean, bread turns doesn't me say on, anything. but not yeah. sexually. Hey, look. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I however bread. you consider a turn on a turn on, you go for it. Okay. All right. So tattoos, for example. If your partner had tattoos, would that be a turn on or a turn off? Huh. I mean, it depends on the rest of the person. Okay. You so know what I not, mean? So that, no, I would say it's not an off or an on, though. I hate to give you that answer, but okay, I would well, say... Okay, well, you can give if, that... You can give any answer you want. Sure. All right. Uh, so for you, not either. It's neither. All right. Mike? Again, it depends on the person or the location of the tattoo. If we're talking Mike Tyson face tattoo, that would be a turnoff, I think. Very good. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. I just think as a general rule, tattoos are kind of sexy. Um, I will say the the general audience to the tune of about 50,000 people said they were a turn on. Um, turn off about 23%. Okay. And again, you know. I mean, it obviously would depend on the tattoo, I'm sure. All right. What about this? When when someone, and again, this is just thinking of like if you were going to date someone or your significant okay. other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the context that this quiz uh, was set up. When they, that is the other person, responds super quickly to your texts, is that a turn on or a turn off? I would say on. All right. So you think that's a turn on, Mike? Yeah. What do you think? Off. And why do you think, oh, interesting. Okay, so Dawn, why do you think it's a turn on? Because it's just like, let's just be playing with each other. Let's not play games or wait a certain amount of time just for the sake of looking like we're busy. If you like me, then text me. Yeah. 
So if if they got back to you right away, you're like, oh, okay, it's I fine. Like that. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike, you said off. Why did you say off? It's the pressure. I I take so much time to craft text messages because I'm afraid I'm going to be taken out of context the wrong way because I hate texting. I'm a call oh. person, and it just seems like I take so much time that if somebody responds to me quickly, then I feel like there's pressure to like respond. Like you better right hurry away. up and respond exactly. In yeah, uh-huh. I see that. And I don't know. I'd rather just. FaceTime. I also find it interesting that I've now learned something about Mike, that he is a phone person. Somebody that's under the age of You like to talk on the phone. I do. a phone person. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I'm getting texts now throughout the day here as, uh, you know, from my fiance. But still, if it's a situation where we're both just sitting around and I'm like, oh, well, let's chat. I wouldn't text back and forth. I'd be like, oh, if you're sitting around doing nothing, I'm sitting around doing nothing. Let's FaceTime. Let's call. I just, yeah, the texting is... Dawn, not so much. I don't like there's... Con- you can't add context no, to a text. Don't call me. <laughs> you don't like to be called? <laughs> I'm definitely really. a phone person. Yeah. I... Because uh, I... There's so... I mean, there's some things where texts are just like, you know... Sure. Totally built for. Um, but, like, ultimately, if I'm spending too much time trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, then I'll just pick up the phone. Exactly. And th- But I will also caveat that with it's usually certain people in my life that I know, like, uh, this is much better a phone conversation. Gotcha. Mike, Vers- you haven't responded yet. I just texted you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, remember you said you hit. So I want to know. Oh, hi. Pressure. I just put hi. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm taking too much time to figure out how I want to respond well, to this text. That's exactly my problem. Just kidding. While, okay, you're wow. res- while you're responding, let's move on to the next one. Okay, so if somebody, a sense of humor, I'm just going to, they say if they're really humorous, I'm just going to say sense of humor. Do you generally find that to be a turn? Oh, by the way, before I, I move on, because we're just doing turn ons um, based on this BuzzFeed survey 86 percent of the people agreed with dawn they thought that responding quickly to texts was a turn on all right now sense of humor dawn do you find that to be a turn on or a turn off it is the most important thing to me okay yes so it's a turn on definite turn on you have to be funny mike you say also a turn on i would absolutely agree turns out the world agrees with all of us because 98 percent some sixty thousand people said that they believe uh, a sense of humor is a definite turn on. I would like to meet the 2%. That is the 1,300 people <laughs> yeah. who said, no. oh, that's a major well, turn off. Don't be funny. Well, maybe they have people who are like doing dad jokes all the time and they're annoyed. There you go. That would be a definite turn off. Maybe you have to qualify the jokes. Mm-hmm. Are you a good joke teller or a bad or joke teller? Or just joking teller? around, yucking around. All right, talkative. Turn on, turn off. <laughs> turn on. Okay. You think it's a turn on, Mike? Talking. Keep talking. I'm talking. Again, it depends on the person, but uh, I would say relatively a turn on. You want to be able to have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. But Most people, 62%, two thirds of the people said definite, or not quite two thirds, but uh, roughly 62% said that it was a turn on. I don't know, though, because sometimes talkative to me, I'm like, why are you still talking? Oh, no. <laughs> don't, right? Do you like, ever do that with me? Girl, no, because that's what we do for a living. Okay. That would be awkward if you weren't talkative, right? I'm just saying in life, like if if you're like if somebody is like a mile a minute, mm. you might not find that to be attractive. Well, when I'm in in a situation where it's like we're we're together, he's talking more usually, and I love that because then I don't have to talk. Yeah, well, and I think that's unique to us. <laughs> oh, maybe, probably yeah, because, because we talk for a living. I, in my life. I mean, there are times when Jamie will be like, stop talking. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, I don't talk. Uh-huh. And people are like, Me I, too. Like, I 
I'm sure you've had this experience in life. I work out with people and they don't know what I do for a living. Not all of them, right? Yeah. Some do. And then they'll find out what I do for a living and they'll be like, you talk for a living? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, but you don't, you don't talk. Like, cause at the gym, I'm just kind of like, oh, I yeah, do my I'm thing and I'll talk with friends, but yeah. I'm not like, I'm not going to be the one who's like, yeah. you know, going a mile a minute because we've already done that from noon to three. That's I right. got all my words out. Me too. All right. So you think that, uh, that's a turn off or turn on. We all kind yeah, of agree, turn right? on. Um, we've got time for a couple more turn on or turn off rapid fire. What do you think? Instant reaction. Overly confident. Turn on, turn off. Overly. Overly confident. Hmm. Is it warranted? <laughs> That's a good um, question. This seems a little Is that arrogant? Tricky. I mean, I read it Overly as confident? like extreme yeah. confidence. I would say turn off. I like someone who's self-deprecating. I'm kind you know? of, yeah. I like confidence. Absolutely. Um, because the the opposite would also be a turnoff. Someone who seems very unsure mm. of themselves that could read as a turnoff. Maybe mm-hmm. um, for me, Mike, what do you think? Overly is the is the word that makes a difference there. I agree. Right? Don't you think it? Well, almost is like overly. I'm like no thanks. Making you think it's a negative, mm-hmm. right? I will say only 19 people or 19 percent thought that that was a turn on. Okay. So 80 some percent thought it was a definite turn off. Great. Um. This one's kind of easily jealous, of course. Okay, here's one that's totally subjective. What? Easily jealous. Who's going to say, yeah, that's a turn on? I know. 21%, though. One out of, what is that? One out of five? Oh, God. No. Math's hard. Good at math. Turn on or turn off? I just made that up. (laughs) Somebody needs to do it. Turn on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Four plus five is nine. (laughs) 82 plus six is what? (laughs) Um... 112. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, we're not doing how, piercings. That'll be a good subjective one. I know you could say it depends, but like as a general mm, rule, what do you off. think? Off. Really? Okay. Piercings off. Mike, what do you say? Uh, I, I know the can't do it. The depends on the location type of a situation, but I would say <laughs> generally speaking, off. Okay. Off. Don, what do you think off? Well, I think for, I tend to agree with you, but I, I am, you know, for men. I'm thinking of men. Yeah. And I don't know where, like ears, nose, like it, when you add too much metal to your Down face, there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, no. Hey, look, everybody's like, are allowed you be able to, have... to get a job if you lose it, if you have an eyebrow piercing? These days, probably, right? Yeah. But I get what you're saying. And I think I, I would agree just as like if I'm being superficial, because this seems like the superficial kind, like sense yeah. of humor is like foundational. Right? Absolutely. Superficial. Like if we it's get to tattoo, to like that. you don't have a sense of humor, my, your tattoos are probably not going to matter unless it's like, you know, uh, I'm in my early 20s and we're not. I mean, if you look like Austin a, an Butler and you have a, a nose piercing, yeah, would, I'm like, Austin, great. It's you know what we should have done is gone Austin Butler with a nose tattoo. <laughs> a nose tattoo. <laughs> or not tattoo. I'm sorry, piercing. Did this I say tattoo? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> wrong location, Don. <laughs> Blow here. The tattoo would be for him. But he wouldn't be able to see it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 
That I'm one gonna should ask go. my daughter, have you ever done a nose tattoo? She probably has. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sure. Are oh, you kidding boy. me? Yeah, I mean she yeah. She for a while wasn't doing face tattoos. Austin Butler she with a nose ring. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Tongue piercing. Um, fine. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like I worry about them. Like, oh, just yeah, you could damage <laughs> you worry your. About them? Yeah, because you can the enamel on your teeth oh, can sure. get okay. messed up, and just like just the piercing in general. Like, if you don't have someone who's doing it safely and knows what they're doing, you can like paralyze half your face. You know, oh, it's just not. It's kind of risky. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Oh boy, I really want to go through more of these. Maybe tomorrow. You know, uh, there's always a great time to get turned on or turned off based on a BuzzFeed list. And it's so from I'm noon sure to three. Noon to three, right here on my talk. But when we come back, Pink is really bummed that tabloids are tabloiding. Come on, girl. And we'll tell you why, and have our own thoughts and opinions when we return right here on my talk 107.1. I talk 1071 everything entertainment the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We got to talk about Pink. You know, she's been in the news lately for being on Howard Stern and opening up about her, you know, feuds with certain celebrities, one being Madonna, the other being uh Christina Aguilera. So, what's the latest? Well, there is a lot of conversation and this all comes as a result of press for her latest album. So, you know, when it's a, all good. It, it, well, and apparently it's not, but uh, we'll get to that. So she release, releases Trustfall, uh, her latest album. And did you say it's all good? So what was it's all good? I mean, it's all good whenever there's people are talking about you. Oh, God. You know, because she has an album coming out. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely. So whenever a celebrity releases an album, uh, they're looking for press to that end the press is going to require stories. They're going to have to have a conversation about stuff um, that's not related to the album because you can only have so many interviews about, tell me what this latest album was about, right? Right. Well, uh, part of that conversation involved her sharing some drama, specifically drama with Madonna and then Madonna or uh, drama with Christina Aguilera. And so, that got everybody else talking and list I should say listening and then talking, right? Like we were all like, Ooh, tell us more. What was this? In fact, we, we talked about it on this very show, the whole thing about um, the video she was on with Christina Aguilera. And then we talked about the whole thing with Madonna when she was on Kelly with, or no, that was um, God Regis and Kathy Lee back Regis in the day. And, no, Regis and Kelly. Okay. Regis and Kelly yeah. back in the day in early two thousands. And we talked about all that. Well, she apparently this, our conversation that is, the public's fascination with these stories and commentary. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
as to that did not sit well with her. And so she responded on Instagram. She took to Instagram to explain that she was disappointed in the coverage of these stories, hoping people would focus on her art instead. Quote, and, you know, let let me just, I'm going to, like, reveal a little bit of my own opinion by saying I totally get what she's saying, and she has a totally valid point. For example, I'm so saddened and disappointed by the narrative surrounding some of the press I've been doing around my album. While some of the responsibility lays with me, that I appreciate. Like, she she owns it, right? While some of the responsibility lays with me and my inability to lie. Okay. And my uncanny, uncanny ability to overshare. My real disappointment lies in the fact that art can never be the focus when you're a woman. That I understand, right? Like, how many times... Do we focus on these petty jealousies that people have or petty drama? And you don't probably hear a lot about like Rick, Fing- Rick Springfield's petty drama. <laughs> or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say, the fact I created one of the most beautiful albums with the most beautiful people, sang my ass off, made myself wholly vulnerable, 11 albums in, selling out stadiums, raising good kids, steadily employing hundreds of good, hardworking people. Wow. The only thing they ask you over and over about is a silly feud from your 20s. So I don't argue with that, but like, do you also know that that's what sells albums? Yeah. Right? Like, it's a sad state. Right. But, it is. You know, I don't know. How, how, did, how, how does that sit with you, Dawn? Well, she has a choice in that. She has a choice. Whenever they bring it up over and over and over again, she can either... Well, Howard Stern is a completely different thing. Okay, so let's set him aside for a second. If a reporter that we don't know is asking her those questions, she has a choice to say, I just want to focus on positive stuff and leave that all behind. Like, do you talk about what you did in the tw- in your 20s? Yeah. There you go. Then yeah. you move on yeah. to something that isn't going to sell or get people to click. True. Right? Um, now, Howard Stern, I think that that audience and that exposure is so big that she needs to come to play. When he is there, she can't be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. When you're going on Howard Stern, well, you, you know. know. That you know. But again, yeah, and it's kind of like the media writ large, right? Like, you know what playground you're playing in. Exactly. If you want to be asked back on Howard Stern, you have to be honest with Howard and give up the dirt. I will also say that the, the, the problem, as I see it from the perspective that we have, which is unique in this regard, is that Howard Stern conversation is the one genuine not, and it's not just Howard Stern there, but but there are few, there are few Howard Sterns in the media landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Oprah Winfrey, you've got Howard Stern, you've got people. When you sit down and have a conversation with them, it's going to be an in depth conversation that will reveal parts of yourself, some of which may be uncomfortable. But then the rest of the media, I would say, between like the Howard Stearns of the world, and then at the other end, people like us talking about the reports of the or, report. Yeah, or the bottom of the barrel. Well, sure. I, not the bottom of the barrel, but I'm saying what we do is have a conversation about the report. So we're talking uh-huh. about the reports of the reports, right? Yeah. We're not talking directly to Pink. But the majority of people in between are just taking what they learned from Howard Stern and that interview yes, and focusing on what they think will get clicks and will get people to buy whatever products they're trying to sell. And we fell for it. And that's, well, but no, I think our conversation is actually valuable in adding, you know, depth to what is otherwise just a very superficial, like, judgment fest. True. Most days. This is a judgment-free zone. Mo- most, I said most days. <laughs> that's a lie. But when we come back, 
we have to talk about other the little blind spot. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Hi, Joe Massier. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, the very rich and famous, beautiful people. What are they fighting about on Instagram? What are they fighting about now? Right. So we have Kylie Jenner. We have um, Haley Bieber. And we have Selena Gomez. If you just joined the conversation, it's the first time you've listened to us this week. You might not know that they've had a feud of sorts that all of them deny, but it seems like people are calling foul on it. So what happened earlier is that Selena Gomez, just to go back, she posted a picture of her eyebrows and said, um, accidentally did something with her eyebrows. I can't remember specifically what the post was. And then Haley Bieber and Kylie Jenner, Kylie put up a post that says this. Oh, laminated over laminated my eyebrows. Then, Kylie is FaceTiming with Haley, takes a screenshot of it, and then her eyebrows are prominent in it and put, this is an accident with three question marks. And people said, hey, are you making fun of Selena Gomez? Because it looks like you are. And they're like, no, quit being trolls. You know, like, we would never do that. And people were like, okay, well, it seems pretty suspect. So that's the basis of this feud that's going on selena herself actually commented and said i love kylie you guys stop it there's nothing going on personally i think that selena gomez was just being the bigger person Mm -hmm. and trying to squash any of this stuff sure even if it was true so it's gotten worse oh no what happened now (laughs) so then this video started recirculating of Haley B. Be- it's an old video of Haley Bieber. Somebody mentions Taylor Swift, and Haley Bieber does like a gagging motion face. Like, I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift. Somebody recirculated that, oh, and God. then Selena Gomez commented on it. Um, what did Selena say? Um, she defended uh, Taylor Swift because they're friends. Yeah. And they haven't always, I mean, they've had their issues, but. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Where? I'm, I apologize. I don't know what she said in, in, um, in defending Taylor Swift. But now it looks like the real story is, is there have been quite a few people that have left Kylie Jenner and Haley Bieber's Instagram. Now, it's not going to make a big de- difference to them because they have millions of followers. How do we know this? How do we know that 
they've left? Yeah. Well, there's actually an outlet. Yes. uh, It's called Social Blade, and they do data, and they said that Kylie's followers decline um, started Wednesday of last week. Uh, She lost 124,000 followers in one day. It became more and more. So um, it ended up overall at the end of this past weekend, um, Kylie was down five hundred, about 500,000 Instagram wow. followers. I don't know. I'm assuming that's a lot, but I don't know how many she has. Like uh, yeah. Millions. Million. So I know the person who has less is 50 million with Haley Bieber. So she had 350,000 followers leave. And it's like. You know, it's so like, that's they're not saying a big that deal. that's because of the Taylor Swift gagging yeah, experience. It's the, it's the Selenators. Is that what they're called? The Selena Gomez. Well, this was, you know, uh, this all seems again sort of the real issue, which is not that there's actual drama between these women, but that their armies, their social media armies, like fight wars on their behalf, whether yeah. they're real or perceived. Right, right. Which also social media is highly mostly perceived. So it's not real, is my point. Yeah. I would say that is absolutely true. Um, they point out, uh, actually, Prez Hilton points out that the rate at which the Instagram followers are dropping is super rare. So Thanks, it's not, Perez, it's he's, not, um, he's on it. <laughs> it's not common that people collectively that they lost 800,000 followers yeah. together. Uh, so Kylie has 375 million Instagram. So they're fans. like, stop being mean. I'm like, I don't know what, like what's the lesson people are supposed to learn. They're like, if you're going to mess with Selena Gomez and, yeah. and well, that's outwardly make fun idea. of her and her friends, then we're going to stop following you. Yeah. So even it's, if it's not real, it's the perception. It's the perception um, because no one really knows. I think if I were to make an assumption, it just seemed pretty suspect that um, right after she put up the, I accidentally did this, and they put this is an accident, yeah. and like had their eyebrows in the yeah, frame. Yeah, sure. I, I feel like that is. And you can always say, oh, we didn't even read it. We don't even know. People are like, yeah, you did. Yeah. So they reacted by stop. They can still look at her posts just because but you stopped people, following someone. But then I think it, then, then there also becomes this circular thing where then the audience sort of takes it on and pushes. And it's like, you guys, maybe they're just being human. Move on. Right? Because now you're just fanning the flames. And it got to the point where somebody was like, yeah, I'm going to take some time off because y'all are acting crazy. True. Because that's what ended up happening. Happening. So in the process of them losing all those followers, 800,000 in total, Selena Gomez gained 4 million followers in less than three days. So obviously Selena Gomez is winning 4 million more followers. And then she's like, I'm going to take a break from social media right now. So maybe some people, you know, she's like, okay. And then Haley turned off the comments from from her Instagram post. Oh my post. God, this is so tiresome, these Isn't people. it? But this is what happens whenever you're, you know, a hot young celebrity. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Panda tweeted uh, that there was a uh, a tweet from BuzzFeed saying, here's another semi-amusing part of the Haley Selena drama, non-drama. One of Haley's 2011 tweets reads, I don't care what anyone says, but Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez together is the definition of a teenage dream. So she was just trying to stir the pot back in 2011, apparently. Haley Bieber? Yeah. Now Bieber. Uh, Haley, yeah, one of Haley's 2011 tweets. I actually remember that story 
from 2011. Yeah. Because it was trying to quash, I think, the drama that there was bad blood between Haley and Selena. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And right. by saying that that was a definition of a teenage dream, right? Because yeah. they were together already? Were they together? Well, they probably weren't. If she was, if she's making the comment that their relationship was probably, I don't remember around the time whenever they got together. Yeah, but, but I, I do mean, remember looking... a period of time after they were like, you know, it was Haley and Justin when they tried to squash, or Haley did rather, tried to squash the the notion that there was bad blood between her and Selena. If it was so, they got together, Haley and Justin, in 2016. That's when they started yeah. dating. Maybe there were rumors that because I know they all went to the same church together. Yeah. Uh, and maybe there were rumors way back then. And also, at the end of the day, you're not going to know the real story. But here's what you can know is that, you know, as you told us in this story, that these fan armies getting them animated is not necessarily the worst thing for the individual, but. You know, because it gets attention. It gets, it gets attention. Publicity. I mean, obviously, Sells Selena's records and books and likes and yeah, you know, Selena's winning follows. here. You know, well, I think Selena's winning just because she just she's also like she's out there. It's not that Haley's not doing things, but like Selena has this separate career that she that people get to know her by. That's true. Separate yeah. and apart from her online presence or yeah. just her relationship status. Right. I mean, she her documentary alone, which I think a lot of people watched, really endeared people to her. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah. But I never really did a deep dive into Selena Gomez and what her no, I felt mental the same health way. history was. But no. I thought it was incredibly honest and open. And I just I thought that documentary was excellent. I was a little worried about it going into it thinking, ooh, you know, sometimes I hate to say this, but self-reflection can seem self-indulgent sometimes. I think people reacted negatively to the Demi Lovato documentary. Well, it's like Right, right. And it depends on how you do it and how it's presented. Well, and it also depends on how you feel about people and your own biases. Like, frankly, if you want to get real deep with it, it's like whatever your biases are, you're going to probably tend to see somebody's self-reflection as either positive or negative based on how you view them. And I think for myself, when it came to Selena, I just... She didn't, I didn't connect with her in any way until Mm -hmm. I honestly started watching her on Only Murders. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I kind of like her. I like this Selena Gomez character. And I also love her music, but it's different. Great. She's a a great musician. She's uh, been through a lot in her life, uh, struggling with uh, illness and depression. uh, And she let it all out there, you know. I always think it's a good idea to like, look at yourself and be a little reflective about why you feel a certain way about a celebrity because sometimes well let's just be clear most of the time it has very little to do with what you think you actually know yeah and a lot more with how they're portrayed in the media which like don't even get me started with the way the media portrays you know women women of color and uh at least in the case of selena gomez just like her talent isn't enough Mm -hmm. right yeah. Yeah. And I hopefully we're turning a corner there where her being open and vulnerable reflects, you know, somebody who has a lot of strength. It does take a lot of strength to say, I am going to remove myself from this situation because I'm. it doesn't feel healthy to me. 
you know, and it looks like she has the ability to do that now. Like yeah. the tour is too hard. It's too much pressure. It's, you know, that's why, you know, there, there's some thought about like they get exhausted. You know, there's exhaustion reason why these celebrities are put. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So hard when they're touring. Yeah. And then they end up. I know it seems unreally like oh, it's not a lifestyle I would choose to live, but I'm also not an amazingly talented singer or performer. <laughs> Yet. Yet, no, don't put that on. I don't need that pressure in my okay. life. Um, all right, so well, look, we got deep. How do we get deep get? on fan feuds on Instagram? Well, with the help of all of these stories. Uh, okay, when we come back, Dawn, this is going to get real deep, heavy, and philosophical. <laughs> Dawn has a new fashion trend that involves underpants, and she wants us to try it out. We'll talk about it and why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. Oh, I love Hero. You know why? Because they keep my home warm and running smoothly. Why am I singing? Uh, it's because my home is warm and toasty. Frankly, because we got our furnace tuned up a few months back. And in fact, if you're not in the habit of getting that done annually, no big deal. But if you've never had it done, I would highly suggest a furnace tune-up or boiler tune-up or heat pump. Whatever heats your home, Hero will do a great job. Now, God forbid you have any issues with what heats your home, pick up the phone and call Hero.com today. You're going to get $57 off your repair. Working with Hero, super easy and it's convenient and you're going to be blown away by the quality of their customer service. Every single time they come to our home. Jamie will text me with, where do they get these people? They're amazing. I learned so much. And also, they solved our problems. So, if you've got issues around the house this time of year with your heating, uh, you name it, call Hero.com. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. When facing divorce... Every pure intention ends when the good times start. Falling over My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, everything good stories. I have a celebrity trend. This is a fashion trend. Oh, Bradley. fun. I'm really fashionable. So I, as I sit here in my borderline house clothes. Okay. And I, you know, I, I look at them and some of them are like, okay, like Julia Fox carrying the body bag, which was a big was purse that was like was a, a woman. You know, that was, that's not a trend. That's just a, this di- designer needs some attention right now, which is fine because they need attention to sell things. So nice of you. Um, there is a fashion t- ten trend and it's the no pants. It is no pants, black opaque tights, and tidy whities with a tank top. Okay, when you and said a coat, this, so you sort of look like a flasher. When you said this, I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And then I'm scrolling through pictures of Kylie Jenner, Christian Siriano runway show. Sure, and I'm like, oh, which I love they're, him. They're wearing straight up uh, Y fronts, as the Brits would call them, right? Um, over black stockings. Out and about as if that's normal. 
That is the most random trend I have ever seen. Do we know where this trend comes from? Well, I don't. It's just from it's just from New York Fashion Week this month. So three different designers, Tom Ford. You mentioned Christian Siriano, Prabal Gurung. They all presented pantless styles. Some of them are just like blazers with black underpants, sort of like you are, you know, in a <laughs> show. You're in a cabaret, the musical, and then you just walk outside of your dressing room. Yeah, but cabaret as if you forgot that you're not actually a Broadway star, so you had pulled out your, like, brother's Grundies right. and so, slapped them on. Right. And not only that, but... um Kylie Jenner started wearing it, and she wore a pair of the this luxury label that were $490 tidy whities I can't with that. I also can't with the, like, $400 white T-shirts. You guys, that's just... Yeah. I the king has no yeah. clothes. Exactly. So this is a company called Low, I believe. Okay. Um, and these know. are... I clicked on the link. You can certainly get those. It's not a lie. Um, I do love that the reporter in this story Jersey that you brief. you found from page six of the no great. pants trend. She was like, "Well, I just got some me undies, threw them on, and went for a walk around town." And it, it literally is hilarious. Just an outfit nobody should ever yes. repeat. Yes. So I want to give credit uh, to Elena Fishman. She pointed this out. She did an article on page six, and then she says, as I paraded around the Upper West Side in my panties and heels, a la Kylie, I felt like I was living my nightmare of leaving home without my clothes on. No, she totally does. And I will say, it's not just tidy whities Yeah. The trend is, um, like, you can have black undies, too. Yeah, but it's definitely black tights. Yeah. With the white undies or black undies. Um, I think and- the black undies looks more... Like, not as like, what are you wearing, right? Mm, because you might not notice because it they just don't looks have like women on. wearing tights. Yeah, women wearing tights. No pants trend alone is not new, right? Like a yeah. sweater and tights or something. But um, I think the, you know, the picture, there's a picture here of Kendall with um, her pantsless Bottega Veneta. I don't know what that means. But that outfit, I think that looks kind of cute. Like, I could see her pulling that off. It's the tidy whities for me that just seems really like jarringly what? Yeah, and also there's the front is, you know, it does creep up. And I don't really love that look. No, it's it's <laughs> it's uh it's very yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, want to say it. Like Lori would say you're smuggling a yo-yo. <laughs> Okay. No, that's what she calls it. It's, and I mean, I think it's apt. Oh, but so yeah, no, it's more visible with the white on because the whites just anytime you know the fabric mm-hmm. ruches or like like you know <laughs> whoops. Yeah, you, it's going to create a it's a knuckle. Yes, it does. Uh, so a construction worker commented as uh, Elena Fishman walked by. Somebody paid you a lot of money for this picture because <laughs> she was posing for a photographer from the Post. And another hollered appreciatively as he drove by in his car. Um, there was a guy with a local coffee cart that said, you look great. Yeah, I'm sure because she's standing out in New York in her undies. Also, there are some TikToks that follow the Upper West Side mm. fashion. Oh, It is oh. so fun. I've got 
Yeah. To check that because out. Because it's just, it's money with a lot of money with very little in the way of good decision making. Right. Right. Um, she also mentioned that she. Again, I after- say that as a person with like, you know, a, <laughs> with blue jeans and a navy t shirt on <laughs> right. most days. Right. So this. This uh, Miss Fishman, she also said that she was walking around for about an hour in this outfit. She got a little hungry, so she was inspired by Bella Hadid, who recently snapped was snapped eating pizza in her boxer briefs. So she bought a slice of pizza, ate it, standing there in her these skivvies. And, you know, a lot of people just look, but nobody, nobody um, really commented unless she asked like what do you think of my outfit <laughs> would you wear this and uh I'm this sure guy's like, I, I, look- if someone paid me a lot of money basically well we thought uh we should try this out but the only problem is where do you get like tidy whities um i don't like i was like maybe i should do this but you- i'm not willing to do it oh, oh. i don't feel like i should yeah. i feel like it's kind of like do i want to be famous on Instagram for that. Yeah. You know, you have to ask yourself how far you would go for, you know, I would do it only if you did it as well. And we did it together. You have to get some black tights and tidy whities. And I know I've seen them at Savers. You can get some at Goodwill. I am really concerned. We had this conversation (laughs) off the air. Let's just have a miniature version. Sure. Buying secondhand underwear seems, now look. Risky. I, I want to make underwear available for all. So if, if you can't You're afford high end in that way, yes. underwear, yeah, I wanted it to be available. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. should have to wear secondhand undies if they don't want to, right? Because my mind instantly goes to like, I bet there are people who just, you know, what buy secondhand undies for. Mm. I just have you met the internet? You just know there are people who do that. Oh God! But, right. Yeah. I don't know. Could you, do you, have you bought undies before? <laughs> Secondhand undies? Yeah. yeah. No, I would never. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm surprised it's legal. Oh, yeah. You know, they do. Because um, it gets all up in there. It and does. I don't care how much you want or how much mm-hmm. Tide no. you use. No, I mean, there, it's a fact that after a couple of years, there's, there are bacteria that you cannot get out of. You need to toss them. You know yeah. what I mean? It, they hold on to bacteria that won't come out in the wash. So you need to make sure and get some new ones every, I don't know, year, couple of years. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that because I have, I, I buy a lot of shoes and underpants. That's like your thing. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm going to buy these. So, you know, I, I would buy more underwear. I have the problem where there are only certain underwear that I will actually wear because I find others to be a lot of underwear to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, trying to find underwear that I actually enjoy wearing. I am. I, I imagine it's much like or I shouldn't say it's much like because I don't know the experience, but I hear people talk a lot about like once you find a good bra. Mm-hmm. It can be life changing. Yeah, you just get it in a bunch of different colors. Yeah, because that's what I do when I find a pair of underwear that is, yeah. fits my my body. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's buy one of every one of these. Oh, it's such a dude thing to do. Yeah, I'm gonna buy 18 pairs of this. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I would for sure. Okay, well, great. When it we look like that's coming to Minnesota anytime soon. No, when we come back, we're talking pizza. We're getting pizza's court in session because we need to talk about toppings that elevates your pie. Oh. Join the conversation when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.